Hey everyone, uh, I'm Will. And I'm Bar. And you're joining us again with Don't V Look Up, uh, where we talk to operators who make data driven decisions. And today we're very excited to have Kyle Turdeck with us. He's the director of growth at Built Basics. Kyle, thanks again for joining. Looks like you're calling from maybe the factory floor. So where are you, where are you joining us, for us today? Where they, it's where they keep us during Cyber 12, man, factory floor. Um, yeah, no, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm excited to, to talk. Uh, yeah, Kyle, Director of Growth here at Built Basics. Uh, we're out of Irvine, California, um, so heart of Orange County. Awesome. Well, yeah, Kyle, uh, if you wouldn't mind just kind of giving a little bit of a background, you know, on yourself, kind of how you even got to the position you're in today, just be helpful to get that context. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, left college um, and, and, and left a, uh, a brand called Rip Curl. Um, it's, a, it's a big surf um, brand down here in Southern California. Um, main, main role at Rip Curl really was, was running all digital touch points. It's a super lean team. So got really, really handy experience in you know, retention channels, acquisition channels, um, e-commerce, copywriting, and was really able to do um, you know, every position on the marketing floor, which, which was really helpful in my early career. Um, I then moved to a brand called Travis Matthew. Um, so it's a, it's a Callaway golf brand, um, their apparel side. Um, and that was really my first, um, view at, at large budget acquisition spend and, and really, you know, diverse channels and, and bigger media buys, um, and data-driven, you know, decision-making and, and spent a bit there um, running their paid media for the, the Callaway um, team and then was picked up by Built um, really just to run um, paid acquisition. So um, all, you know, DR digital channels um, sat under me for about a year and then um, recently became the director of growth. And now I oversee essentially all digital touch points. So retention channels, acquisition channels, upper funnel, um, really, really anything on a screen for built, uh, is, is what I handle. That's awesome. That's a, a, a really cool background. I, d I actually didn't know you were at rip curl and, and Travis Matthews. Um, what's, what's it, uh, or what are the, the main changes you've noticed kind of moving up market? It seems like built is significantly bigger, uh, than both of those brands. What are some of the, the changes you notice internally as, a, as a, running a team? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the two brands that I spoke about previously are, are you know, heavy retail and heavy um, wholesale presence. So their, their e-com isn't just a huge part of the business. Um, you know, both brands hovered in that 20 to 30 percent range of, of total business. So coming to a place like Built where it's pure D2C, pure e-com um, was just really a, a new experience off the bat. You know, you don't have that <clears throat> that full business MER support from retail and wholesale. Um, and it's and it's definitely a all on you game. Um, in this D2C game. So pressure off the bat, you know, a lot higher. Um, and then I guess biggest change and difficulty, just um, really, really figuring out how to efficiently acquire new customers at this scale um, um, is a different game. You know, when you're, when, you're, when you're spending on Meta and Google and CTV and, and all these other social channels and all these other placements, it's, um, yeah, it's definitely a different game. So that was, I feel like the biggest change um, from those roles into this role is it's just, um, just purely all on you. <laughs> and did, did you did you feel like the, the retail was actually a, a, a nice crutch or is it a, a crutch that you just didn't realize, you know, the impact maybe of 
how that was impacting D2C since it feels like retail is just tough to track in general. It probably has a lot of brand awareness, but how, how did you feel that impact in those two other situations that was built? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Pretty much nailed it. But that halo effect from the brand awareness just makes, you know, your life, at least on the on the DDC operator side, uh, much easier. I'm sure retail would say differently. It's it's a hard, hard game to run. But um, yeah, I mean, the brand awareness, the, the ability to have another stream of revenue that you're not directly responsible for, um, you know, definitely not as profitable on the margin side, but um, just so many areas. And, and that's one thing that built kind of did the opposite was um, kind of master DTC and, and now we're opening, you know, our fashion Island location and, and working really hard on that brand awareness. Um, now that we're transitioning to just a mature brand. So, yeah, I think there's, there's pros and cons for sure. I mean, like you said, the upper funnel effect is great. Having another source of revenue is great. Um, but it's, you know, it's an expensive channel to keep, keep running. So that's, that's the challenge. Yeah. And, and how are you guys thinking about new customer acquisition right now? being, you know, a pretty mature brand and having thousands of customers already. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's a few lanes. I mean, even, even a lane like retail being one of them, you know, I mean, we've saturated the channels that we, that we spend on to, to such a high level that really anything we do outside of those is, is net new eyeballs. So getting retail and, and high foot traffic areas like fashion Island and the East coast where we're, where we have top paid media DMAs where we know that customers around, um, is is a good one and then i mean there's there's so many levers even outside of my side i mean the ambassadors that we signed gronk um rob gronkowski from the patriots just being um really someone that everybody recognizes you know really Certainly. if you're a football fan or not um yeah we, we heard it's bigger news than taylor swift yeah taylor swift was jealous of that signing i know we we wanted to get kelsey but you know that that t-swift <laughs> probably, probably bumped up that paycheck but yeah. uh yeah, I mean, there's there's so many levers even outside of of mine, and then, you know, the 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 full broader marketing team supports, and then obviously, you know, we can get into the the nitty gritty data stuff on our side and and how we really you know measure net new, but yeah, def, definitely a lot of levers outside of this one. Yeah, just maybe a fun question for for both of you, if you could have any one celebrity like money aside, who who are you? signing for for your brand i think for built joe rogan would be would be a really good sign um just mm -hmm. getting him full head to toe apparel would, would be a good one yeah um, he would look great in the product too but yeah. uh i mean gronk gronk's up there for sure i mean gronk has been you know someone that I've, I've always wanted to work with um pratt was was at tm and that was a really cool experience but i say gronk is, is definitely on my, my top of my list yeah. how about you will Wow, this is really gonna challenge me. I'm on the data side, so like, who can make data really interesting? Uh, I don't know why. In the back of my mind, Bill Nye came up. I don't even know like why. Like, you know, science <laughs> and data feel very like you know how do you like humanize data to be interesting? You know, in a lot of ways. Uh, is Bill Nye still around? He's I think still he's here. Not. Yeah, I, okay. I've seen I've seen some stuff. Yeah, Bill. Not if you're hearing it, guy. Bill. Yeah, Bill. You know, and then the second thing that came to my mind was like the Backstreet Boys, but that's just like a, a personal, you know, background thing. Again, but I don't know how they apply to data at, at all, for the very least. Yeah, Bar. What about you? I'm embarrassing myself at this point. Man, I think for me, it's like uh, 
yeah, I, I can't even think about like the data side It's just like, uh, I'm just going to be selfish and, and want to work with the people that like I look up to. So probably like some big snowboarders, like a Travis Rice or like big hockey players, like Connor Bedard, who just like came up, came on the scene. Um, and then obviously music. I know Kyle, you guys have worked with zoo and a couple other like big DJs, but, uh, yeah, some, someone in that space as well. Um, so yeah, something like that. And, and, and maybe back to you, Kyle, how, how are you guys thinking about measuring, uh, effectiveness of these like mega influencers? I think that the, the way that you guys think about that is probably going to distill down to even micro and, you know, BC level celebrities, but just curious how you guys are thinking about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so most of the, most of the partners we have, you know, we have whitelisting BCA partnership ad access to, so we're able to run ads, um, through their account. And obviously we can get, um, just a, just a ROAS metric there for, for how they perform even against each other or against the entire account, um, from the digital side. But honestly, a lot of our ambassadors are, are assigned more to just be a fit of the brand. I mean, this, this brand is about confidence in every opportunity and, and the clothing to supply that. So all of our ambassadors, you know, very confident, very fun, um, happy guys that, that love to wear our clothes that, you know, most of our ambassadors, Gronk was head to toe built even before we approached him. Like he just genuinely fit the product and it looked really good in it. And it was his go-to for everything he did. So, um, a lot of the partnerships come off that just partnerships that can genuinely speak to the product. I mean, we've, you know, we've done UGC stuff and smaller partnerships with people and, and you can just feel that. I think you were saying, so even with them, you know, kind of having that brand ethos is obviously great, but are there any, and I know you talked about the white, you know, listening of the ads, but any specific metrics that you really think about, whether it's, Hey, we launched with Gronk, I'm going to look at the next 30, 60, 90 days. Like what does that effectiveness really look like for your resourcing? Cause you're a lean team too, right? There's only a small growth team with built. So how do you even think about, okay, we just launched this thing. How do we measure that effectiveness? Yeah, definitely. Um, for the channels that I own and, you know, are able to be measured efficiently, we're on, we're on North beam for everything multi-touch. So anything that's a brand ambassador where the goal really is to, to acquire net new eyeballs that, that knew the ambassador, but maybe weren't as familiar with your brand. Um, we'll use North beam, um, heavily. So we'll look at first timer, We'll look at CACs, we'll look at predicted LTVs at a 30, 60, 90 day. Um, so we can really get a, a read on initial acquisition and then really how valuable Northbeam thinks that customer is going to be based off, you know, all those signals that they use in their proprietary PLTV, but, you know, AOV and, and HHI and all those things start falling in. So um, we'll typically look at like very granular acquisition metrics, everything from a first touch, everything from a first MER. Um, standpoint, um, just because that's, you know, where we want to be really focusing on the spend is is how efficiently are we acquiring new customers with this, you know, brand awareness play. Um, and so how, we'll, how are you we'll even setting on. those? How are you setting those more targets? Yeah, definitely. I mean, every every aspect of the business, really, I mean, we have our business total total business mer um all the way down to you know first time mer returning more on on ad level. So everything gets looked at from a from a multi-touch attribution mer level. Um, so we're just able to make decisions on efficiencies based off of the, that first time touch, um, see how efficiently we're acquiring new. And is that just cause you have a, such a good handle on like the repeat purchase as well, just like really dialing in saying, Hey, we know what lifetime value is going to look like. So we know as long as you hit this first timer and like, that's how you optimize the cost around just, Hey, let's get that first time purchase dialed in. 
nailed it. Yeah. Um, Bill is super fortunate to have a really strong returning. And, you know, I, I spoke with Shaq about this last time I saw him. It's like that, that built guy is just such a built guy, like head to toe built. Like we have no problem on returning the product qualities there, the line expansions there. Um, you know, that retention rate is, is very, very high. Um, we know if we can acquire um, that they're going to be a, a long-time customer. Our Cactel TV view is is really efficient, um, and we'll look at that from a, a thirty thousand foot level. But um, yeah, I mean, we we just kind of know the MTA MERS that we need to hit um, to to really start seeing the the growth. And how long is that purchase consideration cycle for you? Is it pretty quick? So you have to kind of get them effectively where they are. Like, how important is timing? Like, I know. We're sitting in the middle before Black Friday. So again, thank you for that time. Like how important is this time for you to acquire that initial set of customers that are going to be those lifetime users for you? Yeah, we, we use our post-purchase survey um, really to, to kind of gauge how long, you know, a consumer knew about us before they purchased. And we, we have a pretty even split really across all of the time ranges. Um, but this time of year being obviously much different, our, our new customer percentage goes up, um, our, our 70 to 30 male female ratio flips. Um, mm -hmm. so it's all female purchasers buying for him. Um, that changes strategy a lot. Um, so yeah, everything flips and it, and it really just comes about acquiring net new. And, and when that female cohort kicks in, you, you really see that number start to start to skyrocket. And that's, that's where it, it, we shift a lot of focus. Um, especially in Q4 is, is to that female. I, I got to ask one more question on that then, because it's really interesting. If that flips that female, you know, male ratio, are you seeing lifetime value be very different for this cohort that you acquire? Because imagine she's not buying again, or she's not passing along, let's say that buying habit to the guy yet. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, the 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 cactal TV ratio definitely plummets um, Q four. I feel like you know for everyone, gift giving season is, is definitely it. In that BAU period, we see really strong LTV from that guy that buys it for himself and becomes loyal for built. This year is going to be really interesting because it's the first year we've had a full female line available. Um, so we'll be focusing on GWPs during Black Friday for females to so spend over a certain basket and get a female tee or something. So we're really, really working to get product in the hands of female. That's female product. We really believe in it. The line is incredible this year. Um, uh, so we ask all of our guests this one question uh, and love to, to point at you, Kyle. So obviously this is a, a data-driven podcast. Uh, and love to just understand the one transformational decision you've made in your career. It doesn't have to be at built. Uh, the one uh, super transformational decision you've made based on data and, and love to maybe like dive a little bit deeper once uh, we get that answer. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, the, the first time I was really introduced to MTA at a, at a high level was that was that Travis Matthew and that that definitely um kind of shifts a meteor buyer's mindset into, into really understanding fractional attribution and, and the amount of touch points required to make a purchase and just all of the purchase paths and flows that you really have to understand time of consideration. Um, that for my career was probably the largest, um, you know, I mean, in platform and incrementality um, are definitely two areas where I, I would strengthen up as a media buyer, but the, the most transformative thing was MTA. Um, so my recommendation, you know, 
multi-touch um, really for every business that I touch. And I know it's, you know, it's, it's likely on its way out and there's, there's better solutions um, coming, but for right now, just for a media buyer to be able to, to learn and understand fractional attribution, um, it just completely changes the way you buy media. Um, being able to use, you know, a first timer and, and get really good at looking at your different attribution, your different touch points first and last, and, and really understanding when you're at scale, what, you know, all these millions of impressions you're getting, what are they really doing in that funnel? Um, and I feel like as a media buyer, that is, that is definitely the most transformational thing you can do, um, really in your career. And then that, that kind of pushes you really into the, the, very granular acquisition costs start looking at cactel tv by by every single cohort possible um yeah then you start to, looking to at that, contribution margin to, to that point on. though you know with privacy you know these constraints coming mm -hmm. in and you said mta is on the way out what, what what are you supposed to do in that in that sense like do you still rely on mta while there is enough signal or are you slowly transitioning your way out of using mta as that kind of defining source or technique yeah we're we're slowly transitioning out just as it as it gets you know harder and harder into incrementality we use measured um to look at incrementality from you know campaign all the way down to the ad level um measured you know it updates really efficiently and you can actually get a pretty good pulse on incrementality and then you know if you're using their ddi data that's that's great, but I, I would really encourage people to, to perform their own geo holdout experiments really, you know, at a small scale, you can get, you know, really good results and reads for it. So yeah, totally right. Will MTA, you know, probably going to see some challenges here in the next few years. Um, definitely. Um, but so yeah, we've, we've onboarded measure to, uh, to start to make that shift. Um, and you know, the, the way measured reports from an incrementality standpoint, you know, necessary touch points kind of resonate with new to file, which is, which is really the goal you're getting with MTA. So, yeah. Well, you, you'll have to tune in. We just spoke to, to Hans Harris, a roommate. He's talked about geo lift tests on, on meta and incrementality tests. So it's exactly kind of yeah. the strain where they're really leaning into that as well as the way to measure, especially brand effectiveness. Cause interesting on that conversation, they talked about really testing brand reach and frequency as the way to think about their brand marketing efforts and this general marketing efforts, because they have a pretty well dialed in effect of saying, okay, we know that the consideration cycle is X. We know if we put enough eyeballs in front of them, then eventually they're going to buy. And it sounds kind of similar to what you're talking about, which is there's a lot of impressions being served here and there, but you know, once they become a customer, they're good. So how do you just increase that exposure? Really? sounds like that's the strategy today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, as far as transformational, I mean, when I, when I got to build, you know, all the marketing spend was in Meta. Um, and we've, we've really done a great job in, in expanding to TikTok and expanding to Google and, and really getting aggressive on non-brand and, and just areas that the, the brand hadn't explored before. And then all the way up, upper funnel, CTV, YouTube, um, definitely two other areas we're invested in. So, yeah, it's just an impression game for sure. You, you know, you have good product. Um, that returning cohort is always going to activate if you treat them right. Um, so yeah, uh, similar to Hans, I've, I've had some, yeah, good, good conversation with Hans about, about geo holdouts on meta. I would, I would recommend it for sure. Yeah. And I, I know we're, we're definitely coming up short on time cause, uh, I'm sure you gotta, you gotta run the business, but you know, another one of our customers for me at least is what, what do you think are the biggest roadblocks for people adopting 
kind of data-driven strategies. Again, a, a question we kind of ask a lot of operators on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I think the roadblock you kind of hinted is 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 privacy. Um, it's just going to get more and more challenging to get to get really true viz, um, and it's and it's going to get to the point where you know geo holdout and just back to basics incrementality is is really going to be the only way out. Mm-hmm. Um, privacy changes, you know, fourteen now seventeen. It's it's always been the biggest challenge for all of us. So I would say that's the biggest challenge. And as far as how to get out, <coughs> incrementality. Awesome. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Um, well, yeah, thanks so much, Kyle. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time, especially on this super busy week. Just for everyone that's listening, if they want to follow you, where can they find you online? Oh, man, definitely all over LinkedIn. I post there pretty regularly, so so hit me there. Um, otherwise, come come stop by the HQ retail store. Get some, get some bill cool. merch and we'll link up. Yeah, it, look, it looks great. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah. I would recommend. <laughs> I thought it's like the glass onion, you know, little little uh, sphere there in the store in the picture. Yeah, that was right. our that was our eyeball catcher for sure. So yeah, we we got oh, that yeah. in there. Um, it's it's a cool it's a cool art piece, man. It's it's pretty trippy. Uh, well, yeah. Thanks again, Kyle, and of course, you know, good luck uh, in this sale period and gifting period. So appreciate the time. Yeah. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Take care. Later boys.